Welcome to Southpaws, episode 481. 2020 just don't stop. I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And I'm Shiva. And we're here after going AWOL for the entirety of November for obvious reasons. So in the United States, we had our election. Joe Biden won. And he's continued to win again and again and again, repeatedly. After I'm so tired of winning. Like, he's won state of Georgia three times now, so clearly Georgia should count triple for him. <laughs> and, you know, the uh, election stuff is getting more and more unhinged as the laws actually, you know, the courts hold up. As uh, the Trump regime is 1 and 41, or 1 and 42, depending on when you hear this, in election litigation. And the one thing they won affected at most a few dozen votes in a Pennsylvania county. Everything else has been thrown out and mocked out of court, and they've appealed it, and it's been denied, and appealed and been denied. Like, all the states have certified, and now they're just like, no you, you should just give it to me, says Trump. It's dumb, and it's flailing, and the, the right- Desperation is never pretty. Yeah, like, they're infighting now, like, Newt Gingrich is attacking the crazy lawyers on the Trump camp, being like, no, you shouldn't tell people to boycott the Georgia runoffs on January 5th, and I'm like, yes, you should totally. That's the fucking funniest thing, that Georgia Republicans are like, you better give Georgia to Trump, or we'll boycott the runoff election, and I'm like, oh, please do. Just fucking hand two yeah. Senate seats to the Democrats. This this lib will feel so owned if you write in Donald Trump on the the runoff. You should totally do that, my dudes. Donald Trump for Senate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you should vote for Donald Trump for one and Ivanka Trump for the other and nothing will go wrong. Go for it, conservatives. So yeah, it's been interesting because like I've had to follow a few of these accounts because – I don't know about you guys, but my anxiety was very high and has remained fairly high post-election, even as lo I feel slightly leveling out as we get, you know, we've passed the certification and now it's like, all right, well, EC votes on the 14th, so that's 11 days away. And then past that, it's just like all over but the whining. You know, I think though some states certify on December 6th. So you never know. California might just be like, eh, fuck it, Trump. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> the amount of conspiracy theories that these people are throwing out that there was a secret gun battle between the U.S. Army and the CIA in Frankfurt, Germany, and the secret map on these secret servers that totally exist showed that Trump won California and has a 410 electoral votes, and the only places that went to Dems are like, Illinois and New York. I heard he won 539 electoral Ooh, votes. Yeah, because like just, so uh, many people in Puerto Rico voted for him, they were like, "Fuck it, give them an electoral vote." Yeah, that's that's just how it be in Trump world right now. But like, I've been I, following accounts like Mark Elias, who's uh, the DCCC's lead lawyer. Who's been handling all of their lawsuits and does keeps up with that? Mike Dunford. I bet that dude has seen some shit. Oh my god. Oh man, like it's always a fucking update 
there's a new filing by the Republicans to try to do the dumb shit, or, hey, we won again, lol. So that's like Mark E. Elias, and then like following Pope Hat, Mike Dunford at Question Authority. So I'm like following all these these lawyer types that I would never have had to like know about if this election hadn't been so fucking stupid on the Republican side. Like Joe Biden won, and they're like, impossible, you know, and they've just been screaming ever since. It doesn't much matter to us in Texas, but it is nice to know that there are uh, like state level druggies in other states, specifically like Pennsylvania, who are willing to sass, you know, like this. No, I mean, it it almost does matter in Texas a little bit because, I mean, I did hear some shit about votes not being counted in Dallas County and in Harris County. And like, yeah, Texas wasn't super close. It wouldn't have swung it. But like the fact that we got as close as we did, uh, we've talked about it before. That lays some serious groundwork for 2022 and 2024 and so you know cross our fingers and hope yeah like there's there's work to be done here in in texas but it's just frustrating that they keep flailing and flailing and flailing and unfortunately like even if you know they finally do give up and you know joe biden gets you know joe biden will be inaugurated president on january 20th and if there's any sort of electoral fuckery donald trump's term ends on january 20th and then would have acting president pelosi which would be a worse fate for the republicans to them it seems so like there's your choices either you get biden or you get pelosi there is no path short of Mm -hmm. like a military coup and the military is not fond of trump of him remaining in power so right like normally the military leans quite republican but i think with this particular republican who's like publicly dissed them (laughs) i mean no like even the generals and shit are all like they've all been outspoken you know most of the time as they're leaving office unfortunately yeah, and then there's been some where it's like, hey, just so you know that the military serves the Constitution and not anyone uh, polit- polit- politician. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. That's sort of the state of the world. But, like, we realized that for most of November, anything current events that we wanted to talk about would be pretty much immediately invalidated by the time we actually got to recording, you know? That we didn't have the brain power to deal with it more. Oh. We are already dealing with it daily. Yeah. Right. Especially the week after the election when stuff was still being counted because i mean we knew going in that this one was going to be close in some state and unfortunately close in four or five states means that even an eight million vote win nationally means that we've still got to worry that the guy with less votes might win i mean we so we knew it was going to take a few days we were prepared for that but it still doesn't really lessen the impact of fucking constant political noise and worrying, you know, like, oh, this has happened here, and this, ah, uh, but, you know, I am breathing a little easier now, like, I feel that, then they had that bullshit where the one woman wasn't signing the document to start the transition process that releases funds from the government yeah. for Biden to start hiring people and shit like that. That was bullshit. But but now that that's done and he's actually able to start like hiring people to be on his staff and everything like that, and uh, I really feel that that come one twenty, you know, he's going to start signing some executive orders to get some of uh, Trump's really onerous shit out of the way, and that we'll actually have a fucking 
coronavirus task force again. And, and that coupled with the good news of like three different vaccines right now are, are close to being released. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I feel that things will start turning around finally on the coronavirus front in 2021. Yeah, like the the vaccine news coming post-election, like Trump being a whiny bitch about, why didn't you announce it before this? This is election interference for you to not announce it early. And they were like, we had to get more data. Um, Oh, you scientists, your data. And changing your mind when you have more facts. But... It is good, though, that the coronavirus task force has actually started meeting again somehow, and Dr. Fauci has started meeting with Biden's transition team. Well, there's no fucking reason for him to speak to the Trump administration. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, oh, we should actually make public statements about this. Now, unfortunately, the public statement was, hey, by the way, if you're under 40 and went to Thanksgiving, assume that you got infected and you might have spread it to other people. And if you're 65 or older, don't go inside a building where there might be someone without a mask on. It's a critical threat to your life. And it's like, haha, yeah, yeah, well... Yeah. Don't do that. We certainly didn't wow. go anywhere for Thanksgiving. You know, we were here at home. We had a decidedly un-Thanksgiving Day meal. Um, we watched the Spider-Man movies. Panther had not seen Spider-Man Homecoming or Far From Home. So oh, wow, they're yeah. both really good. They are really good. They were both on they sale are. for like That would have been a bucks. fun double feature. Yeah. Did he like it, I hope? Oh, yeah. They were lots of fun. Cool. Um, but like Spider-Man Far From Home is like the very last current Marvel film. And then like yeah. at the very end, all that it sets up, it's like, well, wow, okay. What's uh, what's going on there? And then it's like, well, 2020 happened and we don't have any more Marvel movies really on deck. So, uh, like but- Black Widow was supposed to come out in May originally yeah that was going to be i think the next marvel movie was going to be black widow uh i finally got to see new mutants though how was that did it actually come out uh yeah well it actually came out in theaters back in august or october one of those months uh, between one of the months between march and december i don't remember um so i had a limited theatrical run because it was contractually obligated to do so but then in the second week of november it officially dropped on itunes and i had pre-ordered it on itunes so i've already watched it twice like watched it once by myself right away and then uh, i watched it again with ajax um so the critics have not been kind to it. They generally think it's crap and that it's a really bad movie to end 20 years of the X-Men franchise on. Bear in mind, I am a massive fan of the character Wolfsbane, a.k.a. Rain Sinclair, who's a red-headed Scottish werewolf mute. So that's kind of got this interests me written all all over, you know? As a I mean, character. I love New Mutants and then X-Factor, so I, Ab- I love same. Absolutely. Like, I read both of those comics, like, like end-to-end back in the 90s. I bought all the old New Mutants from the 80s and then I was reading the current X-Factor at the time. So I'm a huge fan, uh, and I'm, so I've, I've got a lot of buy-in with these New Mutants characters. Um, so I have to say, I enjoyed it. I'll probably watch it again, and just seeing some of my favorite mutants that have not been realized on screen before was awesome. Rain's pretty badass. She's actually like pretty much the center of the movie. Uh, she's played by Maisie Williams, who a lot of people know for being in Game of Thrones. I actually know her from a uh, guest-starring role in Doctor Who, where she was in it for about five episodes during uh, Capaldi's run. 
Uh, she does a really good job. They've got a, a relative newcomer is playing um, Danny Moonstar, and she does a great job. And um, spoilers, but they queer Rain, which is fantastic. Like, uh, Danny and Rain actually, like, start falling for each other. There's, like, totally this, like, little lesbian romantic tension and shit. Like, ah, it's so good. Like, I, I think they're really good characters to, to do that with. If they have it touched on in the comic. So that's, like, that's that. like a, a new aspect to their characterization that I think is a really positive thing. And since it was not wildly popular movie, there hasn't really haven't really heard of any backlash from like right wing comic chuds or anything. So that's good. Yeah, like so, I've seen the trailers but, you know, Panther and I watch all sorts of shit, so we might catch that. Yeah. On the um stuff, you know, getting people mad because it's queer one of so the new wow x pack just dropped mm-hmm. and so with every wow x fans like the last three or four you get like followers and new mission tables and now you've got soul binds this one's deal is that you're going basically to the land of the dead da, da 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 so all the npcs are folks that have passed and you know they're in the afterlife well you talk to pretty much the most powerful soul bind character that you can get for dps so you can imagine how many people this is going to piss off you talk to her you get to some of her flavor texts and there's an there is an alternative like uh, optional dialogue that if you just talk to her you can get and said like i forget which direction it's like in, in life i was a man and now i'm a woman and everything is awesome so the most powerful one is trans cool yeah like very I, cool and there's a lot of salt well fuck them you know <laughs> yeah like what a trans video game character and a locked post on our games name a more iconic duo i did see people post or it was like our wow actually where people were being like either supportive or salty assholes there's only only the two really yeah right. there is no other flavor that's cool that wow did that i wonder if terrence discovered that yeah i don't know i know he's playing it again um i'm not sure how how deep into the new expansion he is, but... I just, uh, Sarah happened to comment about how everybody is salty right now about that, and I was like, lol, get fucked. Yeah, exactly, that'd be why. Yeah, it's like, to. who cares? <laughs> That's neat, and it doesn't affect you anyway. It's like, you're now if you want to be an optimized peak gamer, you have to use this character. So, you know, deal with it, nerds. To, good, to quote um, Blacko Warner gender is a conspiracy of the toilet manufacturers in order to sell more bathrooms. Yup. So what's the thing about Wacko being non-binary? Is that actually canon in the show, or is that fan in the... It's from a comic, actually. Way back in the day, there was a a comic where the Wackos were back with Noah, and he's like, I'm here with one of each sex. Male. Female. Neither. And Wacko is the neither. Right. Was that actual official comic? An official comic that was released and sold in stores. Like it was in a... (laughs) It was in like a Disney afternoon comic book or something. Wherever... It was some official comic from back in the day. In the original run. So... Interesting. You know, the whole... But it probably just went over people's heads at the time. Like, you know... Before the before Twitter. People didn't have anywhere to scream. I like that one comic where they're... um, Yakko's saying... They're saying that we have an agenda. Dots like... Polacko doesn't even have a jetta. You're non-biny? You don't have any biny? That's so poggers. Yeah, the memes around the new Animaniac seems pretty good. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but everything I've seen, people be like, this good. I just wish they had more uh, of the side characters, but, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, it's really good. Have you seen it at all, Fuzz? 
No, I actually never got into the original, so it's it's not really been my jam. Oh, I watched the original Six Ways from Sunday, and this is just like if you watched it back in the day, it's it's like they never stopped. They might as well mm-hmm. have unearthed uh, old scripts and just animate them. Except they're all, you know, modern. Right. I did see a screen cap, and uh, you guys will have to tell me if this is actually in the show or not. But they're saying this this airplane makes nonstop flights from Washington to Moscow, and they pan out yeah. that Air Force One on the side. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like they bag on Trump big time. Oh, that's amazing. And the Trump Cyclops... And he's like, yep. demagogue With or both demagogue? My eyes. Yep. Uh, the yep, song yep, yep, where yep, yep. It was really like, good. what if everything was cute turns from like a picture of Donald Trump's head into a pig. So. Like, I think there, Bill Clinton was animated into it back in the day. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah, like it that was, the first was... time they've done this. Oh, no. Like one of the songs, uh, the theme songs, like Lines was, well, Bill Clinton plays the sax. Right. You know, yeah. they were not afraid to be political ahead of time. You know, they talk about, oh, we've lost our way. And he's like, yeah, you know, this is what the Republican, the GOP is saying. And then there was the Al Gore the donkey bits with Pinky on the brain. Like they didn't shy away from making political jabs, just they were related mm-hmm. to the 90s as opposed to, you know, 2020. And anybody expecting anything different didn't actually ever watch the original show or is far too young to understand anything. That's yeah, cool. like I was, I was actually, um, Kyle and I were talking about this and looking at our relative ages. And uh, when Animaniacs came out, it was actually in the fall of 1993. And I was 17 and it would have been my first semester of college. And I think that's probably why I... I didn't really pay attention like i had like a lot of shit going on like i was taking a lot of credit hours at the time and i had hit that point in my life where i just kind of stopped watching a lot of tv and i was a junior in high school at that point i was 10 same age as me you're 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 younger than me i i I keep forgetting yeah i was 77 oh you're only like a year and yeah, okay. Yeah, not much. Right. And I am but, the young yeah. one. <laughs> and you're the wee the wee-in. And um, it was like doing the math. It's like, oh, yeah, you would have been like 10 or 11 or something. So you would have been in that primo cartoon-watching demographic. Yep, I yeah, well, it's just right always there. been a cartoon-watching demographic. Yeah, it's, regardless uh, it's of some people are. And, you know, that's cool. Um, I, just, I just didn't keep up with, with the tunes after a certain point. Like, in the 90s, like... Maybe Road Rovers was one of, like, the last new shows that I really watched, and that was, like, 96 or something like that. That was just because I was furry trash but didn't know it yet. (laughs) Yeah, so, man, it has been, like, did you know that there's stuff going on outside of the world of U.S. politics? Like, did you know that sometimes companies, like, name themselves stuff without actually... (laughs) <laughs> about what their uh, about what their what their name might share. So, right. Yes. Tell us all about this, Saturn. I mean, we know, but tell us. This was very funny, but also very short lived. So there was a uh, Twitter user called the F List for Music at the F List UK. There has never been a better time to stop and think. While the live music industry has paused, we have been working on the F List. And there's a furry replying that says, "Oh no." And then reply after that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, great idea. Good service. Good place for me to find some more Riot Girl music. But uh, you should rebrand. And then the third 
screenshot is this tweet is from an account that no longer exists <laughs> whoops so yes they decided yeah. to call themselves the f list for music and <clears throat> well you know sure what's your what's your fave list for music is there is there vor music is there you know fart music because like f list for those that don't know is a website for isn't it role-playing where people can be like this is what i like this is what i don't like like yep loves likes dislikes did full stop no all right (laughs) like one of the other replies to their original tweet was like hey you know did you google this name because you don't come up first yeah yeah i remember saying that one too it was even f dash list the same thing yeah so needless to say they have decided to delete that account and rebrand themselves as something else hopefully they didn't spend any money on like official stationary or whatever and it was just somebody's online thing Mm. because yeah naming yourself f-list without actually knowing what f-list is bit of a miss it's like all right let's go to f-list and see what's up what are all oh, these? Oh man, what are we going to oh. do with all these F list stress balls we we ordered? I I've never heard of some of these office. genres of music. What I is... mean, just it's just standard thing. It's like always Google, like see if anybody else has mm. this. We do a website or anything else like that. Yep. Oh, I love hardcore music. Click. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh, Lord. oh, I mean, F-list isn't purely a furry thing. Like it's it's been used forever by a lot of other groups. But yes, it includes it's a lot of furry bullshit. But it's not entire just for furries. Mm-hmm. But it was just like all the furries that saw this were just like, Tee-hee. oh, totally, yeah. So another thing that's within the furry world that is <laughs> oh. Sarah, uh, this this will be something you'll go into lately, but that um, remember that brutalist house that that you looked at that was all moldy, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, Redfin shows that it's pending. I just got an email from them; it's back on the market. <laughs> wow, what a surprise! I'll make like, sure to let Panther know. Actually, we can just show that the the mold cube, the thirteen oh six Canadian Circle, the square house that we uh, went to. Yeah. Like, it's a really neat exterior design, but that it's, like, you know, sold as is. And um, I'm, I'm honestly amazed that someone put a bid on it. I'm like, by, like, what was, the, what was the, the, the final straw? Like, you go there and you see what it looks like in the black mold dripping off the windows. And you're like, yeah, I'll put a bid on this. You know, what What comes back then in the in the home inspection where you're just like, oh, nope, that's, that's too much to deal with. Okay, so actually, yeah, let's just shift over to this because, you know, this is something that's not our political nightmare. It's just, hey, it's normal life. Um, so Panther yeah. and I are finally looking at houses. We've got a few months left in our current lease and God damn it, we want a house. And we've been visiting a lot of different places around here in DFW. Um, we just, we visited one in Grand Prairie, which we're going to be talking about, a couple in Carrollton, and then a couple in Allen, and one in uh, McKinney, which we really like. It comes with its own woods that I can go run off to and get eaten by a wolf. Maybe oh, not. Um, so no, we went to this place in Grand Prairie. Like if you, if you guys want to pause the podcast here after I tell you, go look up 1306 Canadian Circle in Grand Prairie, Texas. 75050. It's spectacular. It is 
a very standout house. It's a standout because it is a building that was built in 1995 or so, 95 or 92, and is an extreme outlier in a neighborhood of otherwise very normal houses. It's like all the houses in the neighborhood look like yours, Fuzz. Very normal, very established, you know, style of the 70s. And then there's this. This house it is a cube. It has a semicircular glass brick window at the front door. It The entryway is accessed by a wooden walkway from the little roundabout parking circle. And we saw this and we're like, holy shit, that's amazing. And we looked at the photos and we're like, that seems neat. That seems neat. And then unfortunately, we got to the house. So the photos on Zillow are not deceptive per se they're just very carefully framed mm-hmm. and by caref- Which after you see the house you understand why yeah and the photos are also very carefully angled and there's actually some areas that are just not included like the downstairs mold room oh so the the house itself was probably like the original house probably burned down. This is this is Panther and I's like hypothesis about this house. The original mm-hmm. house probably burned down, and the owner got a payment from their insurance, and they knew a guy who does commercial construction because it has some really unique features. Like it has this nice big glass window that in a clear day you can see downtown Dallas. It had a wraparound wooden deck. Um, it had I love the door. The front door looks really nice. The front door is cool. It has a big pantry. It has uh, an un- the if you're looking through the photos, there's one that has like an unfinished closet, but it's like a cedar closet underneath yeah. the stairs. So that keeps, you know, moths out. Oh, that's why it looks like that. Okay. Yeah, like Panther went in there and it was like cedar chipboards. Like, oh, okay, that makes a little more sense. And mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, though, a lot of sins are hidden by the low resolution of this these shots and like all the wooden decking needed to be replaced there are windows that are broken the bathroom upstairs um it's supposed to be double layer glass and the interior pane was safety glass that somehow got shattered presumably during some sort of storm and there was still bits of safety glass in the frame that had not been replaced there was water damage on the wall and the wallpaper was all curled up like you're you can see it's kind of grody because it's a stucco exterior from the photos, but like in person, it was grimy as shit. Like I posted about it on Twitter and like I took, you know, modern iPhone 11 or whatever photos. And uh let's just say that when you actually can see them in HD, it's not pretty at all. And that's the real bummer too, because like if it was in better condition, this would be extremely my jam. But, like, as it stands, it probably needs $100,000 more of renovation before you can even move in. So, like, you you get Mm -hmm. the mortgage for two twenty five, but you're going to need a $100,000 home improvement loan on top of that. And it's like, well, if we're going to do that, why don't we just get that house in McKinney at the same price that doesn't require, you know, the interior to be gutted and all the mold to be removed. Such a pity. Like, looking at this entrance from the outside with with the ramp, it's like... Oh man, this looks like like a an administrative building in like a dystopian YA movie. Yeah, it it's extremely neat, but also like all sorts of hidden little issues. I mean, whoever yeah. took the photos was very clever in their their angling of it, but also very deceptive. Well, even saying that, like even on the low resolution, like 
like zooming in on the exterior, especially like the one above the picture above the garage, uh-huh. where you can see just the the black stain dripping down from the windows and stuff on the on the exterior of it. And um, like it's a pity. Yeah, it's just it's a real shame. But I'm not surprised that it's back on the market. Like someone yeah. went like, oh shit, and they made a you know a initial bid, and then they went out and saw it and were like, actually, never mind. Or they did the inspection and it needs like eighty grand of foundation work or something like that. Yeah, or all that was as or, is, right? Yeah, it's as it is. As That's is. why it's only yeah. two hundred twenty-five thousand. So yeah, so you really gotta like if you got like X amount as a budget, you really gotta guesstimate like, well, how much is it gonna cost me beyond the two twenty five to actually make this place safe and livable? Yeah, so like we we visited a couple places in Carrollton that were suboptimal, and then God, there was this one that's literally on the seventy five access road in Allen, Texas. Pure and beam, so it doesn't really have much in the way of, uh, like, foundation issues to even have. The floors are uneven. Mm-hmm. But it's literally off 75. You get, like, 50 decibels of constant road noise anywhere in that house at all times what, forever. Want to record any audiobooks there, ever? No. And then, like, the other house in Allen we saw was, like, a block off from, like, their major, like, college or high school sports complex. And uh, so, like, the traffic would be nightmarish around that area. So that was also a pass. So, like, we're not trying to be super picky, but, like, just looking at houses, what we have a budget for that won't stretch our budget, really. Like, we have a budget, and we can afford X amount, and we can afford mm. Y amount if we get a roomie for sure. But that still gives us a lot of flexibility in the houses that we can look at. And it's nice because we're in a very privileged position where we don't have, like, college debt. We don't have car debt. We don't have medical debt. We're actually, like, again, super fucking privileged when it comes to that. And so, like, now we're finally looking at houses. It's just, ah, you know? Because, you know, we're trying to be first-time home buyers, and there's all these fucking ghouls. There's there's this one person on Redfin in whom we, like, if we see his listings, we just discard them because it's like realtor must verify in this because owner owns several hundred properties in the area and can't be arsed to answer your questions about a place until you go look yourself or there was one that was like here's a house for sale in uh richardson that is currently serving as a retirement home for three elderly adults also the home care business is for sale so if you buy this house you're evicting three old people from their living arrangement or you can buy the company and the house and become their landlord and it's like, wow, neither one of those is appealing to me at all. I just want a house, man. I want a yard for my dog. I'd like to have good yeah. internet and well, grocery I, stores nearby. You, you don't think you're picky, but then you start looking and you realize, like, how many deal breakers there are out there. Like, right next to a highway when your major thing is, is recording audio, you know, it's not necessarily, like, right there. Like, for us, it was like we had to explain to our realtor hey, we have this business that we run out of our home. So one of the things we need is a big-ass room that the business can can live in. And, you know, we eventually found the perfect place. But every house we looked at, Tyrion and I were walking around going, where can the production room go? And it, the place we ended up with, it's a straight shot from the production room to the garage. So loading and unloading is super easy for conventions, you know, back when we had those. But back that in the was day. Like a, 
major consideration for us when looking around along with everything else that you look for when you buy a house yeah and like one of the things for me uh, on the, the mckinney property we looked at is it has well it's five bedroom first of all like the the and I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to get my hopes up and jinx it in case we don't get it. But it's like mm-hmm. the master bedroom and the bathroom combined are as much square footage as our original apartment in Euless. <laughs> Yeah, and it has three upstairs bedrooms plus the master, and like one of the upstairs bath bedrooms has a big walk-in closet that I could completely convert that space to being both a gaming slash recording space for like streaming, but also have a recording closet. Just pad the shit out of that closet, provided that there's you know enough sound isolation from the HVAC units, and just have literally a recording booth in my house. That would be cool as hell and would enable me to work because one of the major complications right now that's preventing me from doing a lot of audiobook work is Panther is working from home and I'm very glad he still is. Like, I'm not begrudging him that. But between that and our neighbors also being home all the time, it's fucking noisy here. And so I've been in this weird situation where it's just fucking hard to work. And so, like, being, like, upstairs at the corner of the house away from the street with the woods behind me that I could, like, pad the, the room up and have a space to record, like, just set up my little MacBook Air with Audacity and my, you know, all my shit connected and just record on the laptop and then transfer that stuff over to my main PC for editing. That would be so cool! Mm-hmm. But, you know, I really hope that can happen. I'm excited for it. Yeah, so, house looking, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're you're looking at a well for us a 15 year commitment on a house because mm-hmm. we're yeah. trying to do the uh the 15 year uh mortgage and not a 30 because you save a lot of money on the 15s if you can afford it um yeah we we have a 30 and uh we've lived here for eight years um i've actually started looking into refinancing since um interest rates are so low and seeing if we could refinance at 15 years and then also make like additional payments but the other thing is i've also been like throwing extra money at our mortgage every month and like it's already going to cut back on how many years we owe so i need to shop around and and i discovered that like we got an offer uh, or we got a an offer to for the, the refinance and the closing costs are like over nine grand what the fuck? we were just like Man, we knew there was going to be like some costs and fees with getting a refinance mortgage, but ah, like a lot of money. We should pull out a spreadsheet and see like how much are we going to save in interest versus how much are we spending getting the refinancing. Yeah, I mean, this this is some like adult ass adulting that we're trying it to really do here or <laughs> it's like all right well now we got to think about you know instead of like oh where do my friends live it's like oh well i gotta worry about like a mortgage and i'm gonna have to buy a lawnmower and a refrigerator mm-hmm. oh my god i have to buy a fridge how, mm-hmm. how big is the spot oh my god i have to measure that out it's not just there you know and it's we we locked out there because it was an elderly lady that was going to move to, with with her daughter so anything that we wanted we could agree to purchase in, in addition in the paperwork or anything that they didn't want to move, they would just leave. Yeah. So they just left all the appliances. So we got the fridge, washer, dryer, dishwasher, two couches, a dining room table, a chair set, and like half the implements that were in the garage. <laughs> nice. Yeah, including the lawnmower. Uh, it died uh, after a couple of years. It's here replaced it, but we did actually get a lawnmower. 
What about the house? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's just been the house situation for us. But it's nice to finally, like, it's like instead of worrying about, you know, the state of politics in this country, it's like, all right, well, now we're going to narrow it down to just kind of us and being like, oh, yeah. God, we're trying yeah. to buy a house. Um, yeah, it's a it's a big undertaking. Um, it, it feels really good when it's when it's all said and done and you got the key in your hand. Uh, it's an amazing feeling. Uh, yeah, like the right. only time I've had that is when I got my first car, and it's like this is mine. Yeah, and like there's been some other houses that we've seen on uh, on Redfin that are just kind of wild. Like there was this one mm-hmm. in Arlington, twenty one ten Laura Lane, Arlington, Texas seven six zero one zero. Look that up. It's a four bed, three and a half bath, four thousand one hundred twenty seven square foot, and you go. How the hell does that work? Because that's an old neighborhood. That's like built in the 1950s. Because this person has a tiny little house, and then they built like a full-ass party barn in the backyard. And then there's like a little side house that has like their yard garden storage and pool supplies and stuff in it. So it's like half the square footage of that 4,000 is literally like a giant wood barn in the backyard you know it's got hvac and all that fun stuff it's like two bedrooms are in there too for mm-hmm. three hundred thousand, and it's just center arlington and i'm like damn if i had the money you'd buy that and then like turn convert the barn to like i don't know you get some college kids that are going to uta to pay rent and come and live at your party barn there's a pool even you know mm-hmm. and or you just have fucking amazing parties yeah, and then there was this other one that's up near Panther's uh, mom and stepdad's place that looks like a clown designed it. That <laughs> sold for $550,000, 73.65 Golf Club Drive, Fort Worth, Texas. And that is one of those, I would say it's iconic because it looks like a drunk person designed it from like just drag and drop stuff from Unity. It's got a parapet. It's got a tower. It's got semicircular glass brick wall it has a weird little uh balcony the house has just this amazing mismatch of architectural styles that i would love to have like mcmansion hell just look at it and go what the hell Um, well i remember seeing it and my reaction was what kind of architectural style do you like all of them yeah (laughs) and like it's on the side of a hill so it stands out like the actual property is fairly large because it's just this chunk of hill this house is built on and it you can't miss it you're driving anytime we're driving that way it's like oh there's the castle house and Mm -hmm. it's it was built in when was it built 2007 so like it it like, it was built after Panther and I got together, so, like, that house didn't exist, but it's we've always seen it every time we've driven to and from his mom's place. Style. Contemporary slash modern. Yeah, sure, dude. <laughs> but yeah, the lot size is just huge, and it's sold for... Okay, it's sold for 530... What did it sell for? It, it doesn't matter. Style, it sold for more over, money than cents. It sold for more than half a million dollars. And, like, you look at the interior photos, and it's just like, what what in the world? Cause like, then there's that other one you linked us to that's, that's like, a dollar under $10 million that a former basketball star Yeah, um, that was like, in. do you want your own water park and or, like, luxury hotel? Do you wish to have, like... A smaller version of the Gaylord Texan. <laughs> but then there was also... Like, it really does look like that way. Like, the shots of the 
the entryway, it looks like the lobby of a nice hotel, or even a middling hotel, frankly. You know, that's that two-story size entryway. You've got various comfortable-looking couches and oversized chairs sitting around, and uh, it's like, why don't you just go live at the Marriott? Because that's what most of the rooms look like. It even had a bar, like a full bar. And then on the extreme end of that, you also have, uh, there's one 6550 West Creek Circle in Fort Worth, which is literally just, it's a cinder block murder house that they only want $350,000 for, mainly because Ooh, it's on I like... I realized that one was that expensive. Shit. It's because it's on four acres. Like, you're, oh, you're paying for the land as well because you just knock everything down and built a proper ass house. But, like, right. the current construction is cinder block and fear. Because, like, yeah, yeah, we're looking for regular ass houses, but sometimes Panther just, like, goes scrolling around and he's like, what the fuck is this? And goes, oh my god, and sends it to me on, on <laughs> Telegram. So the, the description on that one talked about how sturdy the roof was. And you can stand on it, it won't fall down or nothing. You can set up a hot tub at a barbecue and have a bitchin' roof party. And I'm like, let me spend 375 grand to, to do that. And sure, like, buddy. It has 12 <laughs> photos, and all of them are scary. <laughs> like, this is some Baltic hellscape. Like, oh, this is like rural hungary and this is where the mafia chops finger people's fingers off for fun type stuff you know i legit wonder if it's a house that got hit by a tornado because it's it's cinder block and so yeah all the cinder block parts are still standing but there didn't appear to be much in the way of drywall flooring or a roof apparently there's a roof i didn't there's like a partial roof and then there's this one photo that's like looking back towards one of the more finished areas where it's like you can see where a wall's supposed to go but instead Uh it's just like a wire grid that can look down on the floor it's like oh this is where they do their blood sports this is where they have their fight club and they have that the people watching from above it's like holy shit so needless to say like if you want if you're in the market for a house, you can just scroll around and find all sorts of weird shit. Like, If you're a filmmaker, come to Dallas-Fort Worth, because apparently we have some amazing places to film a horror movie or blood sport movie. <laughs> yeah, like Fight Club 3, The Fightening, could be filmed at this place. And for 350000 that's just you buy the location. Oh, instead of The Frighteners, they are called The Fighteners. <laughs> yes. That's our, like, adulting-ass 30 minutes, because, yeah, houses, man. It's a fucking nightmare. Mm. Yeah, but you see some funny-ass shit doing it. Oh, yeah, and what's funny, too, is that, like, when you're doing these things, you're doing it with the Redfin agent, not the actual, like, current seller. So they're a lot more candid than the person trying to sell this property because, like, it doesn't really affect them if they get it or not. And so Mm -hmm. there's a couple of these where, like, we've had the same lady the last couple nights. She's like, this is kind of a mess. I don't like (laughs) this. Or, like, the lead realtor for the area met us at the Mold Cube and was like, God, what a disappointment. (laughs) Because she was just like, this is really neat, but in really bad condition. I don't recommend this, guys. And I'm like, I appreciate your candor, and I don't recommend it either. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's the most disappointing one that you've sent me, because it's like, it's a neat design, it has some cool features, it could really be a very cool place to live, but... But they let it go. Hey, do you have an extra 150 grand to fix what's wrong with it? Oh, huh. 
Oh no, one of the houses that I had on my list is on now pending. Ah, but that one's in Highland Village. And then there was one in Carrollton that had a price drop of seven and a half thousand dollars. Ooh, I don't know if I've looked at that one yet. Mm. Yeah, like, I linked you one to the kind of. This is my fucking yeah. life right now. <laughs> I was it's... wanting you to buy, get the one down the street, but it's really not in great condition, and like uh, the. No, the, the it has foundation issues and the back hallway is just a hair over six foot because they did their ducting inside the house which is cool because like you don't lose as much heat to or cool to the attic but it also means that tesser or guardian would have a unpleasant time walking down that back hallway like it was mm. really short panther was very barely above it and that was also the one that like had the cool enclosed patio but there was a ceiling fan above their little bar there that if it was on would whack panther in the head so that one was cool i really wanted to go see it we did go see it but unfortunately it was not on the list you know understandable you know things can change but height doesn't you know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let's let's talk about some other like some more furry shit though because the uh there's been a couple of there's been one major bit of news which is really unfortunate oh um, yeah is yeah. that uh fa united has died that is the first like extant convention to have died from the covid19 pandemic it just says that as much with much regret we are formally announcing fa united is closing its doors this is not a decision made lightly but unfortunately covid19 has brought forth too many complications and risks for small conventions like ours to operate safely and successfully the world around us has changed in the past year not for the better it's difficult to know what lays in store for the future due to the current pandemic and that makes planning and organizing convention an extremely difficult task in these current times as we're all well aware uh, it's sad to have to deliver this news over the years we formed a fantastic bond with our attendees and brought together incredible talent and personalities to entertain one and all we've got a lot of great memories from newark to mount laurel from hanover to herndon fa united may have been a small con but we were mighty in heart we want to thank each and every one of you for joining us over the years we've had a lot of great times amazing memories fantastic performances and we owe it all to you you've been fantastic and we'll never forget the great times remember to stay safe and wear a mask so long and thanks for all the fish dragonair and the fa united team yeah like currently cons are uh getting fucked so you know if you've ever worked at a convention or run a convention and had to deal with uh, hotel contracts they are a real bitch to get out of and uh the amount of money in play is not trivial especially for like an llc or a 501c7 or even a 51c3 like even if the individuals involved in the organization are not on the hook for the money it's still you know you're still responsible for the money right Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, even if Dragonier or the FA United Board of Directors isn't on the hook for the money if they went under, they're like, look, we just can't, we can't do this financially or morally. Like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, if you're forced to run by the hotel, you, it's literally a more moral choice to say, actually, never mind, we'll just declare bankruptcy, bye. Because I would much rather a convention die than any of our attendees. You know, consider how many people that we have... That come to furry fiesta vendor wise that are well our age and older who are more susceptible you know consider my parents uh heather bruton uh, michelle light any number of our older furries anybody on the pirates row you know those folks and so like i said earlier the cdc was like hey if you're over the age of 65 don't go into a building where there's people that are unmasked because it's an imminent danger to your life you know yeah. 
I don't want to be the con that anybody goes to catches COVID and dies from. That would be a real big weight on my conscience and a real bad stain on the reputation of the event. So FA United made the moral choice in this matter. It sucks, and they're probably not going to be the only one in once this finishes shaking out. But I would much rather a con die than any furry because they went to a convention that was forced to run, you know? Um, yeah. Yep, I hear you. I mean, that's super a super bummer, but also, like, you have the other option of uh, Anime Dallas, which is an anime convention that is running at the Hyatt this weekend, and I can only assume that they just couldn't get out of their contract, because they're an anime convention at the Hyatt downtown, same hotel as the Fiesta, and, like, they've got panels from 3pm, 1am, 10am, 1am, 10pm, 4pm. I thought it was the one Siesta's at. Let's see... It's at a Hyatt. Let's see. Um, anime. I don't remember. Oh, it's at the what Hyatt Regency you? DFW. Yeah, so it's one at the airport. Is right? it the one in the airport? Yeah, it's the one in the know. airport. Ugh. Wow. Wow, that's like even worse. Like, Is it's... this still a thing? People join us for three days of Japanime celebrations? Ooh, where's that? No, no one actually says that except them. Oh my god, that's... What the fuck? That's terrible. So, mm. yeah, needless to say, we are totally not down with Anime Dallas, but it's even worse because it's at the airport, so you're not only getting a bunch of sweaty weebs at your hotel, you're also getting travelers from international locations. Well, probably not international, but locations from hither and yon at your hotel, too. Wow, that's... Oof, goodness. Oof, ow my bones um i certainly hope that uh they are in llc because that that's just that's just oof, oof i'm guessing they didn't get a force majeure clause yeah because that's just a real bummer like i would not want to be the organizer for that just about press rules of the con dress code convention hours like where's the like is this an llc i sure hope so Oh, it says it all the way in the footer about us. We are Anime Dallas, organized by John Swayze. Yeah, but like... And the, I don't the, know if they have any organizational information on here beyond that. Yeah, like, I feel bad for them, but like, I didn't know this was still going on. But the fact that they're running a con at the airport this weekend, that sounds like a real bad time. Like, I wouldn't want to be a vendor that got roped into that. I wouldn't want to be an attendee that had bought tickets, like, airfare well in advance. For a guest? They have, like, a bunch of guests. Uh, let's see. Barry Yandel, Jay Hickman, Christina Kelly. Like, I don't recognize many of these names. Uh, don't either, but then I'm not into anime. Very true. Like, alright, cool. Austin. And, well, I do watch some anime. I watch, you know, subtitles. Texan Heat Nerdlesque. That sounds cursed. So, anyways, yeah, like, there's there's a con that's being basically forced to run this weekend in uh, Dallas, Texas. So that's that's bad. That's not great at all. Oh, they have three board members. John Swayze, Lucy Christian, David Wald. Um, it just says meet your board members, but it doesn't say anything about... The actual board there, or what kind of Well, I certainly hope they're an LLC or better. Yeah. So, other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? We have furries that are like, hey, this, your fursona's my comfort character, could you not get porn of them? There was that. 
Like, yeah, that was bizarre. Um, I saw that on Twitter. Do you want to explain it to Shiva since she, she has? I saw the link. Site? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the TLDR is that someone contacted this furry goes by Keto. Like, hey, how are you? Like, I'm all right. I'm not good. It's like, hey, this Keto's your persona, right? And they're like, yeah. You have more than one. Yeah. Well, could you only get not safe for work of your other furry so- personas then? And someone's like, and they were like, what the fuck? I see Keto as my comfort character, and I don't want to see him in those kinds of situations. Bitch, what? It's not hard. You don't have to get mad. You're trolling, right? And, like, their reply is like, please, you said you had multiple sodas. I don't feel comfortable seeing Keto in that way. And they were like, that's crazy. Because I don't care. Like, I'll include the link in the show notes, but it was really weird because it was, like, some furry-ass weirdness that went broad. Like, it went wider on the internet. And it was, like... Oh, it did? I didn't know that. I mean, it's got 4,500 retweets, 906 quote tweets, 43,000 likes right now as of the recording. So, like, this is just some furry that was, like, hey, that had a weirdo come up to them and be, like, could you not make porn of your persona because they're my comfort character? It's, like, the fuck does that even mean? Like, I asked a question they were like oh it's a character you really enjoy seeing content of that makes you feel fuzzy and it's like yeah but this is someone's fucking persona not like goku you know (laughs) oh i like seeing cute and cuddly art of like a threesome of haru lugosi and the deer lewis and it's like yeah that's one thing but when you're coming to some about their own persona it's like, hey, this is your character. Could you, like, knock it porn of Rafa? Like, because I like her. And it's like, well, tough shit. I like her a lot more. And she's going to get fucking knocked up by a Pokemon. Fuck you. I think bitch what would have been my response. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so needless to say, that was pretty funny. Like, I'd never encountered that before. But really, these parasocial relationships on Twitter.com are real bizarre. I really, I really want that dude to get a commission of his persona wearing a vest that is says like emotional support persona or something like that (laughs) yes that that would be very funny and what's also funny is like hey people uh like for those of you that are offering to donate safe work of my character thanks so much really do appreciate your support it means so much to me however i don't feel comfortable accepting free not safe work art from non-moots and to my mutuals such you gotta let me pay you so at least they're like handling that shit ethically too or it's like i'm not gonna accept real porn but if you or a friend of mine, I will pay you for said porn. And I'm like, that's that's the way to do it. Like, being friends with artists is nice, but paying your friends that are artists is better. You should do that. Oh, yeah, totally. On the other side, too, apparently that furry puppy Chan, who somehow is like this incredible nexus of furry drama and just general drama, both of people being assholes to them, but them also being kind of weird apparently like they got into shit because they just turned 18 and they wanted to have an unsafe work account apparently that was too fucking much for their follower base and apparently they've deactivated their twitter account oh fuck and it's like really so i don't know anything about puppy chan i just saw your tweet about it but like when i looked earlier i saw a screen cap someone made where she was saying maybe i should just kill myself so that's very (sighs) disturbing the apparently someone who's been known on the internet since they were very young and they just turned 18 that they're getting like a level of harassment if and if they're really thinking like that that's really concerning and i mean 
can you give me more background on them? Because I, I don't unfortunately know don't know them. other than the fact okay. that like because they're a young artist and person of color, they catch a lot of shit for their cutesy mm-hmm. just being. Hi, I'm a I'm a I'm a young black artist who draws cutesy shit who just turned uh-huh. eighteen. So like previously they'd and gotten they had the audacity to want to make an adult account and they they caught slack for that. I'm assuming that that's the case. Ugh. And like mm. they had a big ass following, and so. You know, they have these little tender queers that are like, ew, no, you can't, no, you're just making gays sexual. And then you have, like, the people that hate on her because she's black and young and an artist. And it's internet hell space that, like, I'm super glad I don't have a large following because I'd just be like, hey, guys, go fuck yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Which is probably why I don't have a large following, which is fine. It's just like, you know, the there was an artist I follow who's like, hey, you know, don't put minors up on pedestals challenge 2020 and people were getting mad at them over that because it's like look you know this person's a kid they're gonna make dumb statements they might say stupid shit because they're literally a child and like the only real thing you should do in that case is like unfollow or block them but like dogpiling a kid for being a dumbass is just not cool don't do that unless it's like super egregious and even then your correct option is to just block them so mm-hmm. weird parasocial Twitter bullshit is like, I don't know, man. I feel so old when this kind of stuff comes up because I don't understand it. And it's like, by God, I just want to go grill. <laughs> I'm going to go lean real hard into learning to grill and cooking <laughs> steaks. Like, ah, you kids these days, you know, I'm going to get a lawn so I can tell kids to get off it. <laughs> you are. So... How about a really gay? It's like, do you care about Tumblr discourse? And the other replies, I know about I know other gay people in real life, so no. It's, it's the same about Twitter. So you know, there's that. <laughs> so one thing that we've been doing this is just a a uh, sidebar because Dave just happened to drop food on my desk. So we've been doing like, wait on purpose or by accident. Well, he delivered. On purpose, he like cooked. He delivered oh, dinner. Okay. All right. He didn't just like throw <laughs> just food like, at her. Here she just dump, just like a whole chicken, <laughs> just without a plate or anything. Oh, <laughs> and it, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so we've been doing like HelloFresh. It's one of those meal services, oh, um, yeah. and we signed up for it. I think beginning in November. So it's been a hot minute. It's it's been a while. I'm trying to remember when we actually signed up for it. And it's been really good. We get like three meals a week for four people, and then we do other things to pad it out for the whole household. Or else somebody just doesn't like it and they eat something else. Like tonight, they sent us makings to make this uh, chicken and farro soup that was really tasty. So far, everything that they've given us has been tasty. And like some of it has been, like one thing was like, it's okay. It's not great, but none of it's been bad. But so we've gotten things like steaks and pork chops and all this other stuff. And it's really nice. We haven't repeated anything. And it comes with simple instructions, gives you everything you need, except for maybe salt, pepper, a little bit of oil for the pan, that kind of stuff. But gives you all your veggies, all your meat, everything else, and really easy to follow instructions. So other people in the household have been cooking when I'm like tied up with work because you guys know how late I can run. Mm-hmm. But like Dave made this like Italian soup tonight, and we got another night where it's um, like uh, pork chops, and try to remember what the last one was. But like week before that, we had like like I said, it was like steak, 
and like pork tenderloin with this really good sauce that you make from the pan. And so far, it's been really good. And you could there's all kinds of healthy stuff you can get too. Cool. If you guys haven't tried it, I really, really recommend you guys give it a spin, especially if you're just you're stuck in quarantine. You have no idea if I've been doing pickup from the store, but half the time I'm missing elements. So I either have to order again from somewhere else, or else change what I'm making this yeah. week. But like, I get every I actually get everything I need for a meal. That's really handy. Mm-hmm. Like we've been and in quarantine, that's too. handy. Like we but, we've been kind of alternating. It's like we do a big run on one week and then the next one week next week is like oh we're out of bread that was this week you know i just like i needed pretzels and sodas and milk for panther and uh some bread because like we've got meat and chicken because i bought like five pounds of chicken last week and i cooked it this week and now we're like just like we tonight we made a uh, jerk chicken um that was really good and like some extra sauce uh, we got some rolls that we've baked you know so it's like it's like mixing it up as best we can so that we don't go nuts i was like we're not we're not eating we're not down to just cooking pizzas and eating peanut butter sandwiches like we are still eating you know healthy ass meals like getting a pressure cooker right at the start of this was Mm -hmm. one of the best choices we made because it's like all right it takes 10 minutes of cooking and we get soft potatoes and fall apart broccoli or we can do rice is at the same time as we're cooking veggies so we have rice carrots and and it's all done at the same time as we're cooking the meat it's like it's so nice so like if you don't have a pressure cooker or instant pot you should totally get one <laughs> or an air fryer that oh, super nice uh, i love my grill domesticity <laughs> i just sent you guys a picture of what i i was getting this week and we just had the soup tonight we still got barbecue pork burgers with like potato wedges another night and brown sugar bourbon pork chops. Ooh. Yeah, see, Panther would totally like, eat all that stuff. Apple Panther. And there's and... so much variety. Like, I, I'm not like going to MLM. I've actually been genuinely enjoying this service. Mm-hmm. And well, it's not like know, we have a, a coupon code or anything with them. You know, use no, the coupon I don't. code not at HelloFresh and get some. I was <laughs> just think, thinking that, yeah. They'll send you like a garlic yeah, no. not starter. But, ooh, so, yeah, yeah. It's, these are, it's it's been worth it. Like, it's more expensive than, you know, just going to the store, buying it yourself, bringing it home and cooking it. But you don't have to go to the store and get exposed. And actually, the mm-hmm. quality of stuff that I've gotten from them is like going and shopping at like Central Market or. Like, um, uh, so it's like shopping at Central Market or Whole Foods. Like, it's really good quality, like, ingredients. So it's an upcharge. It's cheaper than eating out. It's better for you. It's about the price about going out and getting, like, a hamburger fast food. Yeah. It's like seven and change per person, which is about what you pay for fast food. But the food is so much better. It's not that hard to cook. And, um, I mean, look at the kind of food you get. That's, that's really tasty shit. Yeah, I mean, that mm-hmm. looks really good, and that looks like stuff that Panther would also eat, which is also important. Yeah. yeah. I object to the pork dish being subtitled Get Piggy with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no, the, I just ordered extra ground pork, because I can add on, like, proteins and such. Oh, did you see so it said I had Get Piggy to... with it it's on the picture? No, I only yeah. saw it when you pointed it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got, like, some extra pork so that when we have those, the burgers, we everybody can have a burger yeah the thing that we've done um is that panther has made some orders from porter road which is some high-end like we drop ship you uh frozen pork or fro- frozen meats like fancy steaks 
fancier meats and stuff. And so, like, we have this variety of, like, chorizo and sausage and a couple steaks. Like, we got the steaks and we cooked all the steaks. I've been joking. It's like, we've been having a steak dinner every time Joe Biden wins the presidency. And at this point, it's getting very expensive because he just keeps winning. And, like, we have this wide variety of just meats and like yeah it's it's mainly like pork or chicken basically pork or beef that we've gotten from them like we got this really good stuff that was like uh beef they call it beef versus bacon where it's like 50 percent beef 50 percent bacon ground up together and so we made some burgers out of that and then we made some really bomb ass fried rice with it like we've just been like all right let's let's try this we got some really good fajita meat from them again it's expensive and on the high end but still variety that doesn't require us to go to the store and go to Central Market. Like, yes, still, I'm yeah. still going to the grocery store like once a week, but that's it. I mean, we have we did it because we we did it because you know we kind of missed eating out, and you know you can't really. We're just looking to change up the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, this like, has been really nice. We go to Waterburger once a week. We go through the drive-through. Like that's that's our one. And what's funny is like because we hadn't podcasted for most of November, but we were still doing traditional thursday whataburger like there was one thursday we missed it and it threw my entire next week off because i couldn't tell what day it is and even this week i forgot that yesterday was wednesday i thought it was like tuesday because you know we're we're at home all the time we're not going out i'm walking adam three four times a day and that's as far as we go you know like i'm actually getting the point that because we've been doing all the driving to uh various houses to check them out you know all masked up we got our gloves and shit and our you know realtor wears a mask too but like i'm having to, gonna have to get gas tomorrow for the first time in over a month <sighs> so yeah three of our cars we've taken the insurance off of because we're not driving it um oh wow <laughs> Yeah, two of our three cars haven't moved since, like, March, except for, like, to do a lap around the block. Yeah, it's and like, then you got to give everything them a little else. bit of movement. Yeah, but it's been, we just took them off our insurance, we haven't been paying for them, and um, we just drive one of them. Hey, whatever works. Been, I filled up my car a couple weeks ago because I had to drive like round trip to the dentist and you know my dentist is pretty far away and that was like the first time i'd put gas in my tank for like four months or something it like i have not been driving far at all but most of the time it's ajax or Tiran that goes out if they're gonna like pick up food from the grocery store or something like that so first i go to the pharmacy yeah it's a very strange year so Looking at the topics, what else? So Fuzz, hey, what was this about um, original English Amazon? light novel Amazon stuff? Where it's like people posting their stuff under, like, their own stuff as English light novels getting shut down by Amazon? What's up with that? Okay, so so uh, another furry publisher boy uh, linked link this to me in one of our chat. And um, I, I've heard a couple of things about Amazon doing some... Amazon has a lot of, like, automated systems that are really not great. And there's, uh, there's been a thing where if your ebook shows up for free somewhere on a piracy website, they'll take it off of Amazon and, and leave it up to you to deal with. Um, what what would is, that accomplish? I, I don't know. But Amazon's just thought about the opinion of, we're not going to sell this if you can get it for free on the the pirateebook.com or something. And this is like a similar situation to that, that 
for some reason, so there's a type of book called uh, the original English light novel, and light novels are a, a Japanese type of novel, which I'm not super familiar with, but I know it's like, I think they're like light fluffy romance. It's like pulp. It's pulp fiction. As in, like, pulp novels, like, you know, swashbuckling things, or a lot of, like, oh, I went to another world, and now I'm a cute MILF. Yeah. They're generally, they're not uh, serious, and I'm saying that with quotation fingers. Right, yeah. But apparently some quite well-known authors in this genre uh, that that have uh, fair-sized followings have been getting letters from Amazon saying... Hey, your your novel is published somewhere else, so we're not going to have it on Amazon anymore. Um, and the one tweet that I linked here from Hatsu Saru, they're apparently quite well known um, in the, uh, the the light novel writing thing. And basically, the the letter says this is like a response that they got from the the Kindle support group. Say, we have not received proof that you are the exclusive copyright owner of the following book. Please be advised your account will remain terminated unless you confirm that you have the necessary publishing rights and control where you distribute the book for providing the following information to blah, blah, blah. Including the URL for all the websites where it's published and an explanation as to why the content is available online. And, like, the person doesn't have it published, um... Anywhere else. It's literally their own story that they wrote that they should have the exclusive rights to because they're not going through a publisher beyond Amazon. Yeah. That's that's fucking stupid. Apparently, one of them even had registered with the copyright office, which is rare in self-publishing. And even that wasn't enough. And, I mean, I've had a couple of situations where I've had to, like, write letters on company letterhead being like, yes, here's a copy of the contract. Here's people's signatures on it. Like Amazon are, are dicks. It's a really bad system, but apparently this has just been happening more and more to light novel authors of a particular tier. And, you know, there's, uh, apparently the, this, this one tweet leads to like, a a whole thread of people saying what the fuck is going on. And, you know, Amazon just responds with, like, an automated message or a canned cut and paste from an FAQ that has nothing to do with the situation. And, and it's just, it's a really weird situation. But, yeah, I've, I've had my own issues with Amazon well, as I mean, a publisher, which Amazon... is why I don't deal with them directly anymore. I distribute via my printer's distribution company. Yeah, like Amazon has been doing a lot of really bad dumb shit lately, Mm -hmm. especially on like the Twitch front with their DMCA nonsense. Like, I have to think, it's like, oh, right, this has happened in the past month. I don't think we talked about it on the last episode, which was in October, um, where like people are just getting random dmcas on a lot of their their vods and being forced to delete them because mm-hmm. amazon's like well there's there's no tools for them to go slice shit out the vods there mm-hmm. and they're not telling you what's it questions so you have to just delete everything before well there was a deadline that has since passed and now you know, like, people were forced to delete, like, a decade of their VODs. And these recordings that were on Amazon servers now either had to exist, they had to, like, download them all, which probably sounds like an impossible task, or just delete, you know, like, this uh, history of your shit. And yeah, so, like, Amazon has not been doing 
any individual creator right in the past little bit, and they're such a fucking monolith that they can just get away with stepping on everybody's balls. Yeah. Um, like, it, the thing is, is that, like, with books in particular, like, they don't really give a shit about books anymore. Books was how they got into the um, the business in the first place, because if you're not a publisher and you, you don't have a brick-and-mortar store, books have a good um, profit margin. But that, But they would basically sell them close to a loss in order to undercut all the other stores and run them out of business. And they still kind of do that, so books aren't where they're making their money. They really want you to, like, buy all the other shit that has a way higher margin. So, like, they didn't need to buy up, like, all these other, like, print-on-demand and book-related companies, but they did. And I don't understand why they, they... Because, you know, they don't give a shit about small presses or independent um, author publishers or anything like that. I mean, they've made that pretty clear. They, they treat us like shit. And now, apparently, the same thing is happening with Twitch creators. I'm like, why the fuck did they buy Twitch? Like, they seem to really hate or, or just totally not give a shit about independent creators and individual people. So, I'm um, like, why did they even spend how many billions on buying Twitch? I mean, they're you making know? money on it. Like, that's... Now, there has been some positive developments because of this. Yeah. Where yeah. both OBS and Streamlabs OBS have settings now where audio played on your end is not recorded to the VOD. So, like, you can isolate a track so that it isn't recorded to the VOD that goes to the server. Like, it's played live, but it's not recorded. And so, like, you can play music, but when it hits the server, when it stays on the server, it's not there. Because this obviously has resulted in a lot of problems with things like, oh, I don't know, playing Rock Band or Beat Saber or Osu or any number of music-based video games just basically made it impossible to have a VOD on on Twitch. And, like, they're saying that Twitch is going to be having, like, the instant DMCA stuff where, like, if it catches you playing it live, they'll tell you to stop before terminating your stream, which means that, like, I don't know, you just can't play certain games anymore. And it's gotten to the... Does this affect artists that stream and sometimes have, like, a music mix playing in the background while they're drawing? Yes, absolutely. Um, Especially if it's, like, stuff that's getting caught out. Like, there's certain people like there's furry groups that have been like hey our stuff's not in the system and you can play it without getting in trouble but like for people that just have you know random music acts from you know the recent past they're getting booped immediately so So what happens when the vod goes up is it just be no audio at all on it or just yeah the audio it mutes itself? that section so there's just no audio so if you stream yourself drawing for two hours with music then the vod is just a soundless two hours of you drawing basically. yeah pretty much which i guess for most people streaming stuff like that it's more about the community interaction and building your follower base. Yeah, but I mean, like... Doing sketch commissions for the people in the audience. You just so. go to uh, Picardo for that. Like, I saw right, that yeah. uh, Kyle was writing some Pokemon fanfic, and it was just, like, an animated icon in the left, and then, like, just a screen of, you know, Google Docs or whatever he was using to stream. So, 
you know, that's what Picard is for, really. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not a great time to be an independent creator right now, especially when you're reliant on like these monoliths like Amazon or Google. Because even Google, with their ownership of YouTube, they've just basically said, hey, um, if you're not part of the partner program, too fucking bad. We're going to run ads on anything and you have no recourse. Fuck you. Um, so like mm-hmm. even your like I have videos up on YouTube that, you know, I fell out of their program when they like raised the, the cap the threshold for getting ad rev and now it's just like you're not seeing any ad rev for these videos but we're still gonna run ads for you know prager you and on an old my little pony fanfic reading or whatever right god well i mean they know the ponies are nazis so. so it's it sucks ass and i was tempted to just like take everything down off of youtube because fuck that right. so needless to say bad times on that front uh Mm-hmm. <sighs> so hey you know we've been recording for an hour and a half at this point on the raw so that's cool um we did want to do one more episode you know for the year because yeah like it's going into the holiday season and barring anything crazy like there's not going to be any further episodes this season this season this year <laughs> like 481 yeah. will be the last episode for 2020 and hopefully we can all reconvene in january uh for episode 482 and be like hey we're 2021 and things aren't magically better fuck <laughs> but we did want to just not ghost you guys and just be like wow we're gonna do an episode prior to the national election and then disappear until 2021 <laughs> um you know we're still here we're still trucking hey maybe by the time we reconvene we'll have a house that would be nice. That'd be awesome, dude. It's like, hey, yeah. kids, we're recording this from the Phoenix Lair in the woods. <laughs> it's like, I have dug and found some berries, as furries <laughs> are wont to do. Want to do? <laughs> you know what you do, though? You you just set up one of those monoliths in the woods behind the house yeah or just like go and start putting up like blair witch thingies in the woods like little little um little stick thingies little Little sticks made the the little fennex that are made out of sticks yeah there we go that's the plan (laughs) you know um on that the the monolith topic um maybe i'm just a become a cranky old man but you know i see the headlines about it like oh the monolith appeared oh now it's showing up somewhere else and i'm just so fucking irritated are you talking about the one that's out in the desert or something the one that showed up in utah in the utah desert yeah that it showed up somewhere in california and well someone took it down because people were wrecking the area getting to it of course because humans ruin everything this is why furries handled it better they just set it up in vr chat and had their avatars scrambling all over it and everything which is fun but no i just see those headlines and i'm just annoyed i'm just like i'm just not in the mood for this fucking bullshit like it's not interesting or funny or or anything or cute, you know. It's, it's just like, probably some dumb fucking art project, some stupid waste of time, somebody trying to get attention or something. And I'm like, it's twenty fucking twenty. I'm just not having it. <laughs> it's like th- this is this is a pain, or is this is going to be some marketing bullshit? I yeah, do not appreciate like, this. I immediately jumped to just all the the most negative emotions, you know? I saw the articles and I was just like, ugh. (laughs) 
Like, what were you? What were y'all's reactions? Because mine was just bitter and grouchy. Uh, I was just be like, well, that's neat. Because apparently it had been there a while, but then mm-hmm. once it was found, immediately people were like, ah, oh, it's new and novel, and then immediately started wrecking this remote-ass stretch of nature. And so the people that came in and removed it were like, leave no trace, and destroyed it because people were causing damage to look at it. Um, yeah. And then, like, several other imitators have popped up in other places, and, like, McDonald's, like, once the media gets a hold of it, and like, haha, McDonald's turned the thing into an ordering stand, ha... People are like, we're fucking over it now. Go away. The corpse have gotten a hold of it. It's now a dead meme. I want the monolith to get off my lawn. Yeah, pretty much. Shiva, do you have any thoughts about it? I mean, it's probably just like a Twitter thing you haven't even seen much of. No, it's all over Facebook, too. Okay. It yeah. sure is a thing. I mean, it's just, it's kind of funny, but... I'm just old and bitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's 2020. I'm like, eh... Yeah. I'm having to write my um, my self evaluation at the at the day job for our annual performance review and I really just want to put it it's twenty twenty. what the fuck do you want? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's twenty twenty. You're damn lucky I, I showed up to work most of the year. I could admit I wore pants most days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the productivity section I'll put that. I wore pants. So hey, Even here's a. I was working from home. Here's a tiny bit of good news. Uh, Joe Biden has asked Anthony Fauci, the federal coronavirus expert, to become his chief medical advisor. Wow. I mean, this is all expected, but it's confirmed. Yay! I thought you were going to tell me he he won again in another state. <laughs> oh, uh, well, there was a thing where like the Pennsylvania Republicans were like, "We're not going to subvert the electors. That would get us killed." So. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> because yeah. uh, I, I would hope that uh, any uh, buddy that does try to subvert the will of the people in this case would have to worry about getting got. And uh, they would deserve it if they tried. Yep. So we should probably wrap this up because it's nearly 9 p.m. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we've been recording for an hour and a half. And it'll be a little bit shorter than that on the raw once I'm finished editing. But you know what? It's been 2020. This shit sucks. Let's hopefully hope that. 2021 once we finally reconvene you know my hope is that post electoral college voting and biden wins yet again that donald trump will fuck off to mar-a-lago for christmas and not return to the white house um and then once january 21st rolls around the secret service uh, just hands him over to the federal marshals and remands his ass his trump's ass to uh the district courts of new york and then that circus can happen but then we'll have a new president so yeah mm-hmm. that'd be nice it would it's like he can fuck yeah. off to mar-a-lago and not do any more work and that's okay because fuck him so find us on twitter at south podcast you can find us on patreon at south podcast and hey it's a really good time to i don't know support us on patreon because we're not going to be recording really anything further for this month so it'll be a really cheap month and like if you <laughs> record uh were subscribed to us last month it was free because we didn't record anything so there's that find us on twitter at south podcast you can find me on twitter at Savern drake i'm gonna be posting out houses food and adam i just posted a really cute picture of adam and he's extremely relaxed i'm laying on my back with my head near your foot uh he's my little podcast, podcast buddy, buddy. <laughs> all right uh you 
You can find me on Twitter at Fuzzwolf. All I really ask is to just, you know, support me and my publishing company, which supports the authors and artists in the community. Uh, go to FurPlanet.com for physical books and comics. Go to BadDogBooks.com for ebooks. Uh, you can follow at FurPlanet or at BadDogBooks on Twitter if you want news and information on what we've got going on, uh, mostly on books. Oh, um... We have announced that the sequel to Dude, Where's My Fox, uh, which is called Dude, Where's My Pack, is coming out this month. This is a novella by Kyle Gold with uh, cover and interior art by Black Tegan. And the, the last book came out several years ago, and uh, it, it did quite well. And they're just... It, I, I remember just being a, it was a really fun book, enjoyable characters, and... It's a fun little like like rom com rom. Uh, anyway, we have the the paperback ed- edition up for pre order on for Planet now. Um, but official publication date is December fifteenth, uh, so that's coming up in a week or so. And yeah, that's that's the the big news there. We has a new product out, so very exciting. Books are fun. Quote the old I think it's the old Scholastic uh, motto, right? <laughs> All right, and then Shiva, you were on Facebook, and in the fan chat, which uh, is still there. Fan chat is probably the best place. Yep. All right, kids. Hopefully, we'll hear you guys will hear from us again in January 2021. So on the that distant note, future. Yes, where we will be in a lab under the sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So on that note, good night. And big I'm- books. Yes. Or buy books. But buy books and, yes. and wash your pops. And you've already voted, hopefully, so you yeah. have to do that again for a little while. Unless you're in Georgia, you'll have to do that in January. So. Yeah. Don't boycott. You should totally vote. Um, <laughs> let, let the Republicans boycott it. That sounds fine. All right. So, yeah. Good night. <laughs>